Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Moran. This is our Friday Doable Changes series, where we will take one big change and make it simple, doable, and maybe even a little fun. Based on the pulse of the Plan Simple community, I will choose one new practice or habit each week, and together we will make a plan. Make sure to visit us at plansimple.com to get the corresponding planning sheets and checklists. Now, let's dive in. Today, we're going to tackle school lunches because who isn't a little bit obsessed with this topic right now? It's a big shift from summer to fall and having to pack lunch boxes in the morning. These days, I've got three and they're not always the same. So before I go into how to make this really doable and what you might put in your calendar this week to make school lunches really feel manageable, I thought I'd just dive into some of my thoughts around school lunch and where some of the hiccups might happen. So the goal for any kid's lunch, in my mind at least, is to keep it easy to eat and full of nutritious food that helps our kids really be present and productive during their school day. And yes, food can have that impact. I find the simpler and more repetitive lunches, the more successful my kids feel in general. You guys, even the high schooler. For children, lunch is a time that they can learn how to eat a meal away from their parents. There's no one nagging them about which order they need to eat in or what they need to finish before they move on to their cookie. For smaller children, this really starts with these little things like understanding which order to eat the different foods in, how to open the containers. For older children, it becomes a little bit more about how to feel really awesome about your mom's homemade meal when everybody around you is eating highly processed food. It's a skill. Time is also a big factor with school lunch for all ages. Lunch is an opportunity to be social and schools don't generally give us, give us like we wish we were at school lunch, but schools don't generally give kids enough time. So navigating just like how to sit down and how to get eating and chewing is a big thing, especially for our talkative ones. The more you can preview and talk through lunch at home, the more comfortable your kids will become. And do remember, you guys, this is a learning process for all of us. Practice makes perfect. Don't punish uneaten lunches. Use them as an opportunity to understand what is going on and really empower your children to do something differently next time. Or possibly for you to pack it differently. Not all foods taste good when packed at 7 a.m., at 12 a.m., or 6 a.m., or sometimes the night before if that's how we have to pack lunch. So I really want you to consider and even test sometimes what will happen to a food however many hours later. I can promise you, especially with like gluten-free pasta and gluten-free bread, it really is a learning curve because it doesn't stay in the same way that the older versions or the older flowery glutinous versions did. All right. And then the second thing that I just want to say, in case this isn't obvious, since we're actually doing this about wanting to pack school lunch. So I'm assuming that you want to, but I just really want to reiterate the importance of packing school lunch because this can be a really big 
mindset shift for you in understanding how important our job is as parents to curate this situation. Because very often, parents, I think we want to get off the hook where we can because this isn't always easy. And we think that maybe we could let ourselves off the hook with lunch. And I don't want to make anyone feel guilty because we're all working really hard. But I do believe that if we go eat a highly processed lunch every day, not once, but every day, that that does add up, even if we're eating a healthy breakfast and a healthy dinner. So I challenge you to really scrutinize the lunch menu at your child's school and question if it's the best choice for a healthy life. Maybe ask yourself a couple questions. Does every meal have gluten? Does every meal have dairy? Is every meal highly processed? Does every meal, is it all high in sugar? Which meals are a little bit better? If you're trying not to pack every lunch, are there certain days that make more sense than other days? If it's a school where there is a choice, how can you empower your kids to choose the best things for themselves? That's huge. As soon as kids grow up and move out of the house and become adults, they will have to live in a world where they make choices. And if we can help them make choices at a young age, imagine how we're influencing their futures. All right, you guys. And I also want to just say that lunch can definitely be stressful. I sort of got into this a second ago, but just really consider that beyond the food, there's other factors that make lunch unique. And this has to do with sitting at tables, socializing with other people, eating without adult supervision. And depending on what your school's setup is, lunch can be really overwhelming and occasionally Opening up a lunchbox in front of friends can make a child feel really vulnerable. So maybe their neighbors are eating differently and they have different choices. And it opens up all sorts of things for kids to think about, complain about, wonder about. So empower your kids ahead of time so that lunch feels really successful and that they're confident around their peers, even at a young age. You can do this with super simple tricks like explaining what's in the lunchbox before you zip it up every morning or sticking to an idea to a certain rhythm so that they understand what's going to be on their in their lunchbox on a regular basis or putting a little post-it in there that shows how much you love them. So many ideas. Things that can help you streamline this process next week because that's really the goal here. And the idea is that I'm going to give you a couple items and you can head on over to the Plan Simple Meals website. In fact, the exact link is plansimplemeals.com slash school lunch. And on that page, there will be a place where you can download a checklist and some recipes and a planning sheet so that you have exactly what you need to move forward with this doable change. And as I share with you some of the things that you can do, the only thing I want to say is that the extra bit you have to do is actually make time for them. Actually put the things that resonate into your calendar. 
Because one of the things that makes change feel really big to us is that we actually haven't made the time and space for the thing that we're wanting to change. Okay? So get three, commit to three things going into your calendar in the next few days to move this whole school lunch thing forward. All right, here's some ideas. Get all the supplies that you need. Get them right. Go through your lunch boxes and your containers and make sure that the lunch boxes and containers that you have make school lunch really easy and successful, okay? So that is one task that you could put in your calendar. And I'll just tell you a little bit about at our house, I have this kind of lunchbox, which I love, and there's a link to it in the sheets where I can put this plastic container that's BPA-free into this lunchbox, and it fits right at the bottom, and you pull off the top, and all the three things are, are right there, like really easy to eat. It works really well for cold things, doesn't work as well for warm things, um, but you can get that resource there. I love having a good soup or warm food container, and I have one child the oldest one, I will admit, who really only likes to bring a sandwich to school. That has been his thing. Now he is not a picky eater, so he will eat a sandwich filled with veggies and great stuff for him and protein. And they're, they're not peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but that is what he likes. So that is what we make. He's in high school now, so he's helping to make them himself. And so I've looked for great ways to wrap sandwiches and keep them and all that kind of stuff. And that has been really helpful. That could be task number one, and that's a fun one. School, uh, school supplies are fun. Lunch supplies are fun. Let's call it that. All right. Another thing you could consider doing is getting rid of containers that do not serve you so that they're not filling the drawers, so that when you open the drawer or open the cabinet to make school lunch in the morning or the night before, you have everything you need right there, and you're not rummaging through to find tops and bottoms and things that go together and where was that one that you love? You've got what you need and you've gotten rid of the things that aren't working. All right. The next thing that you could consider doing is creating a rhythm for lunches. So what does this mean? I mentioned it a little bit before, but do things like assign a different kind of food to a different day. So you might have a dip day. This is a day that you would have hummus or guacamole and you'd put crackers or veggies to dip in the dip. You could have a pasta day. You could have a day that's always a leftover day, which maybe corresponds to the dinner the night before that is also your kid's favorite and you always make extra of. Get where I'm going with this? So you always know what's coming up. So what you could do is you could write out what a rhythm would be. Like what would be five main courses? I just gave you three. A dip day, a pasta day, a leftover day. You could have a sandwich day. You could have a salad day. Um, you could have a farmer day. You could have a, you know, you could pick a country and always have Mexican on one day or Japanese on one day. Really it's endless, you guys. You could do the same thing every day if you want, but I want you to write out at least one thing, one main dish, but I recommend five. And then I want you to make a list below it of five different ways that you could serve that lunch, five different variations. And the variations are just going to be created by what sort of fruits, veggies, and maybe an extra treat you put in the lunchbox. So I could have hummus and crackers. 
could be my main course. And then, so even if I wasn't changing the dip, I could have hummus and crackers. And then one day I could put grapes and strawberries and a granola bar. And another day I could put cut up apples and a pumpkin muffin. Get, see where I'm going? So a lot of times we think we have to change everything. We have to constantly reinvent the wheel when actually there's a couple main things that our kids love and we can change up what goes around them to make it interesting for ourselves and to get more colors into them and more different kinds of fruits and veggies. And that's it. It's as simple as a system. But I do recommend this task of writing it on a piece of paper because then in the morning when you're like, why am I doing this? Why do I have this job? The list is right there and it makes it really easy. Okay, next thing on the checklist, create a stack of notes to send in lunch. This is a fun one. The notes could do various things. There was a time when lunches were not being eaten by one of my kids or they were coming back hugely uneaten. But somehow, even though they were healthy and it was okay, the muffin or the cookie or the special treat got eaten first, but the cucumbers were still there or the red peppers were still there. And I was a little frustrated. I was a little frustrated that the teacher let this happen. And I was a little frustrated that I packed the cookie, even though, as I said, they were healthy. It's still a cookie. And I believe that that creates habit over time. And I don't know, I don't like wasting food. And I knew that if she, now I've given away possibly which child it could be, but if she ate the um, veggies first, I knew she would get to the muffin or the cookie. So I wrote little notes on the little parts and I'd be like, number one, number two, number three. I made a game out of it. She didn't think it was bossy. She thought it was fun and a game and it just trained her. I did it for like a week or two and then it was done. It was over. If your child's a little older and they have a test or they have you know, been having some sort of hard moment at school, you can put a little note in there that just says, I love you, or good luck on that thing, or I can't wait to see you after school. And that just makes that time of lunch feel connecting, especially if for that particular child, it usually is a disconnecting time. All right, that is a fun one. Okay, the next thing you could do is practice eating lunch on the weekends. So this is not for older kids. This is for younger kids. But if you have a kid who's in kindergarten or first grade and the lunch thing just isn't happening, it's not like every day it comes back full, then you've got to put on your detective hat. What's going on? And as I mentioned, it could be you. It could be that the food literally doesn't taste good five hours later. Or it could be that your child is overwhelmed by all the containers or by opening the containers or by talking in the classroom. You don't really know until you test the things that you can test at home. So what I recommend is for a couple weeks on Saturday and Sunday, packing lunch and having a picnic. If it's warm and a beautiful day, go to the park and have a picnic and watch what happens. Don't boss around. Don't try to control it. Just watch what happens and see if you can understand what would be going on with your child at that time and they that they wouldn't eat lunch. And if it doesn't taste good, you'll know because you can try it. If they're fiddling around, you can explain to them how to use the lunchbox. If they keep getting up and running in circles, you can guess that maybe they're being distracted and go have a talk with the teacher. But I have found that with little children, that strategy is 
really useful. Okay. Streamline your morning ritual to make lunch making feel easier. Okay. So this is just the idea that we've only been making lunch for a couple of weeks this year. If you're listening to this, when it goes live, if you're listening to it later, you've been making lunches for a long time, but maybe it's after a vacation or after a sick day. And it takes time in the morning to pack lunches, more or less depending on how many kids you have. Although I have to say, I think it's just as easy to pack three lunches as one because I have different days where I do different things. And when I'm doing everything the same for everybody, it's really easy. When it has to be different, it's a little bit harder. But just streamline the process. Build it into your morning. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. So Don't run down and get everything out and start going if you really need a cup of tea to start your day or if you really need to sit and meditate for five minutes. Set the alarm clock five minutes earlier and take care of yourself before you go down. Ask for help. Do things the night before. Figure out how to make that time really empowering and nurturing because that's the way that you're going to like doing this and I promise you it is an important task. Okay. Next thing is make lunch-worthy sweet treats on the weekends. So this is kind of big because just like sometimes we say yes to lunches that we don't really want our kids to have, very often we also say yes to treats that we don't really want our kids to have. And maybe it's just because it's easy. Maybe it's because we saw another friend have it. Maybe it's because it was the special um, at the supermarket this week and it looked fun and it had a, you know big healthy star on it. There's so many reasons why we do this, but the truth is we all know it, that anything that comes in a box or bag is processed food and likely has things in it that aren't that great. And though having those things from time to time isn't bad, it's a great practice to get into to make what you can from scratch. It's been a little game of mine for years and I'm not a cook by nature. Cooking from scratch isn't always my thing. I have found awesome products that I can buy that fit my bill of health. So this might be about reading labels as well. I have also found mixes like gluten-free mixes that don't have sugar that also fit my bill of health. So it's really about making informed choices. But on Sunday or sometime in the weekend, I try to make a couple sweet treats, whether that's cookies made of oats and maple syrup and just, you know, six really hearty, healthy ingredients or making chia pudding or um, baking muffins, like those types of things will last for breakfast and lunches throughout the week if I make them on the weekend. And then I don't have to go grabbing for, you know, protein bars and cookies. Like I'm not tempted by that stuff in the middle of the market which I can if I get into a bind because I can tell you I am not baking cookies on Tuesday. That just isn't happening. So if that speaks to you, that's a fun one. I believe there's a really great cookie recipe in the little packet that you're getting if you go to plansimplemeals.com slash school lunch. All right, last but not least, mentor older kids to make their own lunch. This is a big one because guess what? If you've simplified the system over the years, maybe even over a course of a month, if your kid is already older, then they can do it too. And then that gets you off the hook. 
So think about the things that you need to do, what you need to do in front of whom to make it so that someday your kids can pack their own lunch. Or if you have a younger kid, they could wash grapes and put them in the container. Anything that gets them involved and gets them understanding how everything gets put together and works and gives you an opportunity to talk about it, the better. Um, with my son who is wanting these sandwiches in high school, I'm laughing at the sandwiches, you guys, because not having sandwiches has been a big point of pride for me over the past couple of years. And it just stresses him out to have all these containers and there's so much stuff in his backpack and he just likes a good sandwich. So we researched it on Pinterest. We looked it up. We found awesome solutions. So he'll have things like, you know, roasted pepper and onion and eggplant sandwiches or um, turkey with avocado and lettuce and cucumber. He's having tons of great food in it. He's getting his protein. He's getting lots of veggies, but it's this complete easy thing for him to make. And so he can make it because nobody else is having sandwiches. All right. That is the checklist. These are the doable changes. And I do believe that if you choose a couple of these and you make time for them, that next week, school lunch will feel a little bit easier and more doable. See you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.